This is your daily real estate syndication show. I'm your host, Whitney Sewell. Today, we've packed a number of shows together to give you some highlights. I know you're going to enjoy the show. Thank you for being with us today. Julia, pleasure having you on this show. I'm honored. Thank you, Whitney. I just want to first thank you for in inviting me on. And I just, I want to create value for the listeners. And I just want you to hear me out a little bit. I Like Whitney said, I have the other side to this story. A lot of you know my husband, and he's very successful in what he does, but there is a second part to it. And his struggle is through, well, we'll talk about it through the podcast. And I definitely want to get into some of the details and the, the, the difficult moments. But it's there, and I just want to give value to your listeners. Wow, awesome. Well, I want us to just jump right in, uh, and I want you to share maybe a little bit about, hell, I want us to talk about some of the struggles, right, and difficulties, okay. and how your role in that is so crucial, right? And, and just the family component, the spouse, mm -hmm. the support, all those things that, like I said, are not talked about. Uh, let's just jump right in there, and maybe you can go back to some of those struggles or when you all were starting your business or some decisions that had to be made, how you all stayed on the same page and what that looks like with children. And let's jump in. Yeah, sure. I, one of the, what, when we're talking now that one of the things that really stood out is when my husband, a lot of you had a restaurant and he struggled with it and I would watch him. So here's the other side of the story. He would come home from the restaurant, dirty, smelling like garlic. <laughs> and he would take off his chef clothes and he just looked defeated. He looked like he was done and he couldn't do it anymore. And this went on for a long time and I watched it. And so I became aware of without talking, we had a really difficult communication. We didn't have the best of communication and I'll get that to that in a second, but I was very aware of where he was and I could see he needed a change, but I didn't know what that meant. And so when the day he came to me and said, what if we sell the restaurant I moved to Florida and we pursue the real estate? I thought, holy cow, in my head, with, there's like a, a little window of time between when you get the information and what words you speak. There's this little window of time that I think we take advantage of. And in that moment, it felt like five minutes that I was thinking, you want us to leave everyone and everything we know to go somewhere because you need a, t a break from your life here. <laughs> you know what I mean? And I was thinking, oh my gosh, how could we do that? And I looked at him and I saw the struggle that he was having. He needed a separation. He needed something different. And I just, all the only word I came out was, yes, of course. And I thought, holy cow, did I just say that? Is this what we're going to be doing? Because here's the thing. In the meantime, as he was doing the restaurant, what he was doing is he was trying to figure something else out. And that was real estate. And he didn't just come home from work and sit on the couch, watch TV, do video games, whatever anyone does these days, go out drinking with the guys. He came home and educated himself. And I saw that with my own eyes. I saw him trying to get to a different part of his life, away from the, the restaurant and into something else. And here's my thought with the listeners out there. If you're trying to explain to your wife or <laughs> get their support, yes. are you showing, are you putting in the effort and do they see it? A lot of times we just talk, hey, I'm doing all this work, but do they see it? And I saw it and that why it, that's why it was more easier for me to say, yes, let's take it on because it's scary. I had trust in him because he was putting in the work and I saw it. That's so important. I think about, I know lots of guys who do not have support, right? Or, or there's so much fear in taking yes. a leap like this, right? It's so easy to get burdened, so burdened mm -hmm. by the fear and really, and just hold you back, right? It, you know, I, I just stress me, 
if your if your spouse is not on the same page, it's going to be such a struggle, right? And, and it's probably not with the work because uh, it's difficult getting a business started, right? Yes. It is so time intensive. And so maybe how did he express that? Was this before 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 he said, "Hey, why don't we move to Florida to do this thing?" And that seemed like, "Oh my goodness." <laughs> oh, can we really do this? Was he already putting in that time ahead of time? Did you already see this happening? Like you saw, this is something, okay, he's going to be serious about this. Mm-hmm. Something that he's definitely dedicated to. Yeah, it was It was going on at the same time because he was struggling, and but he was doing real estate and he was meeting Jake at the same time. And that was all happening at the same time. I didn't meet Jake, by the way, until far into Jake and Gino, it, which is interesting. I, I didn't even know who he was. I knew the restaurant had a dish named after him. It was called Jake's Chicken. I'm like, who is this guy, Jake? Like, it's a dish named after him. <laughs> but here's the thing. My husband is, he showed me, and this was before our communication, which I, I told you we we're going to get to, and I guess we'll get to it now. He showed me that he was very cautious on who he did business with. Now, he made a lot of mistakes. He chose a lot of the wrong people, and he realized it after. But he was very cautious about who he went into business. In this case, it was Jake. He knew what his values were. He knew what, how his work ethic was. And I think that's really important. So I knew that. And so I trusted him making the decision. But when I look back, and I, I think I put a lot of trust in him because of that work. But what I could have done, and this is how we, this is how we plan for the future and our future conversations or our future decisions, is we will look back and we say, man, I should have done, I should have said, tell me why you want him. Like, give me, Let's open up the communication. Like I said, our communication really stunk. I just watched him and I said, okay, let's go. But what he could have said to me is, Julia, can you trust me? I'm putting the work in. And that's what we can ask our spouse now is, could you give me, I need your encouragement. We don't ask for our spouse's encouragement half the time. We just expect it. And they don't know. They don't know. I I didn't know how to. I didn't know what he needed from me because I never asked him. But now in our communication through life coaching and through talking with a lot of people, I realized that I can actually ask for it. I could say, I need your support at home. I'm overwhelmed. I'm stressed out. Here's my struggles. And he will reciprocate. He'll give me his struggles as well. We forget that we can ask the person for that encouragement. And And I think it opens the door to a really solid relationship. Asking the question can go so far, right? And even just expressing that you care, that you notice, right? Those things. Uh, It's interesting you mentioned uh, like overwhelmed at home, right? Uh, It can be overwhelming, this big leap and you just, all the unknowns and you obviously supported him and all this process. Uh, What about, uh, a communication is so key, crucial, right? In every relationship, Mm -hmm. especially at home and husband and wife. Did you all develop any kind of communication cadence or like, any, uh, how did you all improve that? I would love like the listener and myself to improve <laughs> yes. this right at home. Even now, as we, as entrepreneurs, man, we're pursuing big things, right? right. We're pushing uh, and it's uh, depending on your level of drive. I mean, it's hard to shut right. it off sometimes, right? And then we don't even leave time for communicating with our, with the most important person in our life. Uh, how, how did you all improve that uh, and yeah. develop a cadence? Well, it's funny, Whitney, because a lot of times we don't communicate because we don't know how. And yeah. so when we don't know how to do something, we avoid it. And so my husband and I were married for 15 years, I think, at the time. When he went to a life coach, he mentioned he wanted to do this life coach. Now, I'm going to be honest. I thought it was this cookie nonsense life coaching where you think positively and everything will work out. And I just like, well, yeah, 
go ahead. But what happened was amazing because I had just had our, we had just had our fifth child and I was sitting there and I was exhausted and I was overwhelmed. And he, this is, he must've done this course on, on listening because he came to the couch and he sat down next to me. And I just have it vivid in my head. He sat down on the couch and he looked at me and he looked into my eyes and he asked me these personal questions. He asked me one question. And as I was answering him, I was so uncomfortable. And I was uncomfortable because he was listening. And I was so uncomfortable. I said, what's, is everything okay? Like, what, what are you doing? He's like, I'm just listening. And I thought, holy cow, we've never done this before. And in all the, the years that we've been together, when we listen to someone, half the time we're busy, we're doing something else. And especially as a mom, you're, you're taking care of kids, you're cooking, you're straightening, you're doing things at the same time of communicating. We forget that we literally have to 100% focus on the person in front of us if we really want to listen because we're used to talking all the time and no one's really listening like we, we should. That was the start of it. And that moment was, I think, the biggest breakthrough in our marriage because it was the first time I felt listened to and the first time he actually sat and watched me talk in a, in a new way. We always have conversation, but this was different. And I thought, wow, this life coaching thing might be a good thing. <laughs> and then it progressed from there. And sometime later, I noticed all the people he was helping. And I thought, wow, this is incredible. I actually want to learn this. And so when I went to school for it, it was, I mean, it was like this awareness thing. I was, this is amazing. Because not only it's the listening part, it's the communication. How are we communicating with each other? And so now when I talk to Gino, I'm very clear on what I'm trying to get through. A lot of us women babble. <laughs> it's just the reality. We go off emotion sometimes. We don't really make sense. And my husband can say, Julia, what's really going on? He can ask me the question. And I think that's part of the communication is the back and forth, the understanding of what the, what the person is trying to get out. Because a lot of times we leave the conversation and a lot of times our husbands are, are confused. And so it doesn't go well. And, and that's the moment, guys, where you could say, do I have this right? Is this what you mean? Is this what you're feeling? We can communicate that back to the person and they could say yes or no. And if it's a no, we can clarify it. And then it goes into our reaction to what's being said. My husband wants to come to me and tell me things, but if I'm going to overreact about everything he does, well, guess what? He's not going to come back. He's going to go to someone else and talk to them. So I, I have to be responsible on how I react to when he's trying to tell me something. Am I being aware of it? There's many times he would come up. He's like, we just got another deal. And I was like, oh, that's nice. And I would go off and do what I had to do. Now, I didn't realize that he hated that. He felt like I didn't care because I didn't understand it. I didn't understand what that meant. There wasn't that communication of, here's what it means. Let me sit down and show you. Because a lot of times being on the other side, I don't understand what it means to get another deal. Like, I get it. You bought something. Eventually we'll make money off of it. But I want to share in his excitement, but I didn't know how. You didn't know yeah. how that deal affected you and the kids. Yes. <laughs> yes. And really, and I know that sounds ridiculous to a lot of you, but we really don't understand. I needed him to show me, look, now we could do these things. Now we can help these people that we couldn't do it before. And that was the biggest thing was when we moved to Florida, we were by ourselves. And it took me a few years into being here, with, which is only like three years ago, that he's like, listen, well, here's financial freedom. Here's what it means. Guess what? We can help your mom move down to Florida. We can help her with finding a place because we have the money to do it. We can fly the kids' friends down and take care of them 
for the two weeks. You know what I mean? And so for a second, I was like, oh, I understand now. So we had, you have to, my husband had to make it that I understood. Not another real estate investor, but his wife who doesn't do real estate. I needed to understand it in my language. And it took a while for him to figure that out and me. But I'm just putting it out there that if your wife or, you know, your child or your parents or somebody doesn't understand the excitement behind what you're doing, explain it to them in their language so they can understand it. Mm. And then they could share in your excitement. It's like painting that the vision that he has in a way that you can and the kids can understand. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, on that note, I want you to be able to elaborate a little bit on like managing the kids during this time as well. Right. Yeah. I mean, you, you said you had five kids when you moved to Florida. I mean, it's like, no well, small, six. We had yeah, six. Six. no small feet, right? Yes. I mean, planning to move right. all this uh, change, kids that are already have friends and are established potentially in the community and church and all, all those things that are so important to us. And now it's like, okay, now we're going to move everyone. Speak to managing the kids during that time, maybe setting expectations for them, encouraging them, right? You know, how, how we're talking about him communicating with you. Well, you almost have to communicate with kids and as well, but maybe in a little different way too, right? Or painting that vision for them. How did you all do that? So maybe there wasn't massive fear. Maybe they were excited, but you know, how did you all do that? <laughs> it was a huge challenge. And I, and I think every time we, we get into a situation like that, we mentioned it to the kids, it was devastating. Mm. And I, and I want to be clear, it wasn't like, hey, we're moving to Florida. It was really a challenge on each one of them and each very differently. Because it's, you have, we have to remember that each of our ch- children are so different. They handle things differently. We need to talk to them differently. They're not a one-size. So you couldn't just all. like sit everybody down no. and have one conversation. Everybody's <laughs> ready to go, right? It was not. It was really, it was, there were surprises. There was a certain, my oldest was like, oh, that might be fun. And I thought, oh my gosh, you were the one that is connected with all the people here. But we had the, we did in all, in a group say, listen, this is what we're going to be doing. But then I had to go separately to each one of them. And it was a challenge for years. It wasn't a, once we got down here, everything was fine. There's still, I mean, we've been here for five years and there's still tears once in a while that they miss what, it, what they used to have. And as a parent, we want to take care of them. We want to fix it, right? We, <laughs> our desire is to make it where nothing's wrong. Everything's happening. I was always great and joyful at home. And what happens is when we do that is we're just masking up what they're feeling. And I had to experience this and learn it. So I didn't know this ahead of time, but I had to realize that I was devastated too. And they needed to see that. They needed to see that their emotions and that what they were feeling. Sometimes we try to avoid it. We try to avoid the pain. We try to avoid the fear. And so we pretend like we're okay. But it's okay because we, we have to be in that moment for a little while. We have to be devastated and painfully miss our family up north and just like our identity up there. And so I had to figure out over the years how to say, you know what, I'm upset too, and let them see the piece of me where it's difficult. But one of the things too, is that when we're the parent, we're we're the leaders, right? We're we're guiding our children and our communication between our spouses is super crucial. My husband and I had a lot of disagreements, a lot of arguments through the time. And a lot of us want to hide in the other room so the kids don't see it. But it's good for them to see that. It's good for them to see that we disagree and we argue and then we make up and then we talk about it. Because otherwise they're going to grow up thinking, well, marriage is perfect. There's no arguments. Everything should be. And then they get into a marriage and they're like, wait a second, this is not what my parents had. They had the perfect marriage. (laughs) 
and they're expecting it as well. But it's, it comes back to the responsibility as for me as the mom to guide them as best I can and to say it's okay to be upset. It's a challenge. It really is. And everything, every decision we make affects everyone else in our life. When we decided to move, it affected not only our family, but everyone that we left. <laughs> yeah. And that's yeah. something that we forget. <laughs> I like how you're talking, ultimately talking about being transparent, right? With your struggles to your children. Uh, and so they don't even feel alone in this struggle. It's like, no, mom or dad is struggling with this as well. And they get to see you all walk through that, right? And really live that out in front of them. Uh, it's so, so important. Um, so you talked about how you all had to work on communication. You had to work on, uh, there were struggles, right? What, what was, what's a struggle that you would share with the listeners say, you know what, this is going to happen. This happened to us. This is how you could be working through that before it happens or like something that was like almost ended this whole thing for you all or almost made you all not move or to go back or those things. One of the things that I actually dealt with when we moved down is my husband and his identity was up north. Now, I, it's, fun, it's funny because he had the restaurant and we lived from, in a small town and everyone knew me as Julia, Gino's wife <laughs> from the restaurant. And now they all know me as Julia from Jake and Gino. <laughs> wife. And so it's that identity, when we came down, the int most interesting thing happened is we were here and I've never in my life felt so lonely. And it was so interesting because I was sitting at the rental. We rented a house watching my five children or six children. And my, our daughter was at college just right down the street, but she wasn't in the room at the time being loud and having fun and whatever. And I just felt so lonely. And I thought, what is happening? Like my identity was taken from me and I didn't know where I belonged. My husband had this new adventure with real estate. And here I was thinking, well, what about me? You know what I mean? I, I didn't know how to communicate it because I was so, when we get into this, we just get into our heads and, and we, we can't see reality. We can't see clear. And my prayer was, God, what, what do you want me here? Like, why did we come here? What, what do you want from me? Where should I be? I don't even know. And I completely surrendered it because I don't know what else to do. And once I did that, it took some weeks, but I joined a, um, a women's group, which I don't would never normally do. Cause I was, when I say painfully shy, I was, I would never be in a women's group. I would never talk in front of people. And that's overcoming fear. If you want to talk about that later, <laughs> but I joined this group and I heard this woman talk. It was a Bible class and she just poured her heart out about her life, about her family, about her husband, about her struggles. And I thought, oh my gosh, all of us are trying to hide what we're feeling. And she's pouring her heart out. And it felt like, well, all of us are experiencing this. And so that's what triggered me to, to say, I want to help other people realize that all the struggles with marriage, family, all the difficulties, we're all going through them. And we're all supposed to be doing them together. We're supposed to be talking about it. We're not supposed to be hiding our difficulties. Because as the wife of Gino, <laughs> we all know Gino Barbaro, who is just like a go-getter. Sometimes I'm not sure where my role is. And so I had to go back to, I'm a mother, I'm a wife. And that was my first vocation. That's what I wanted to do. And so that's what I focused on. And I focused on supporting Gino as best I could where I was at the moment, because we don't know what to do sometimes with our, our life is different. Every season it's different. We change what we're doing and we're not sure where we're supposed to be helping where I'm supposed to be in Gino's life at the moment. And that was part of the communication gap is I wasn't sure 
but I didn't know what to ask and I didn't know how to explain it. And so that's the power of asking a question. Where can I, how can I help you? How do you want me right now? Where do you want me in your life as far as the support? What can I do to help you out? And then also let them, I had to let him know. So men out there, if, you, if your wife is not supporting you, let her know. Say, I really need your support because you're my number one person in my life. Your support means more than any, anybody else. Because we don't know that sometimes. We just, we need to be told that. And, and I think that's important, that communication. No doubt about it. Uh, Julia, any other quick advice before we move to a few other questions uh, around just supporting your spouse in that role at home? I mean, not so much like getting them to support you now, but like, how do we ensure that we're supporting our spouse? I think about my wife did everything in the home for, I don't know, the first three years of our business or more, while I am like working two jobs practically, two full-time jobs. And so I almost didn't exist at home. Uh, and so I think about, man, how looking back, obviously she's just amazing. The Lord sustained us, no doubt about it. But I, I look back and think, man, I, I probably could have done this or that and supported her better during that time, even though she hung in there. <laughs> but how can we support our spouse at home best? Obviously, we're asking those questions, but any other thoughts around that? Yeah, I, I think the awareness. I, I did this experiment, I guess, if you want to call it, where I didn't talk much. And I literally just sat in the room and observed. I observed my husband playing with the kids one day. And I thought, I've never really watched him. I mean, he doesn't play with Barbies. And I thought it was hysterical. <laughs> he was Ken. But, and I thought this is, I, I never actually sat for a second and watched him. And I encourage you to just try it. Watch your spouse playing with the kids, cooking a meal, whatever it is that they do, because you're going to see them differently. You're going to be more aware of what they're doing for you in your life, what they're doing to support the whole family. And it, it's that awareness is really the number one part of the communication because you see the softer side of them that we always re we're hard on each other. Let's just be honest. <laughs> and I think we're hard on each other because we see the potential in the other person. We know that they could do it. <laughs> so sometimes it comes out wrong, but there's a softer side to it. And I just want everyone to do what I did, sit in the room and observe your spouse. And then later on say, I noticed before how you played with the kids, or I noticed before you were making dinner and you look so beautiful, something like that, where you're actually letting them know that you're aware of them. Because a lot of times we're busy. A lot of times the husbands are busy wherever they are, whether they're working. Um, I was always busy with the kids and I was focused on that. And we have to take a step back and get have like a timeout. <laughs> when you talk about kids, we have to have a timeout and just be aware of the person. And from there, you said something. When you said, I wish I could go back and, and say certain things. A lot of times we learn from our past. Okay, we, we think sometimes about our past, like, oh, I can't believe I didn't do that or I can't believe I said that. But we are supposed to be learning from it. And so if we go back in time and say, I wish I said all these things. Well, you can say them now. Hmm. You can say to your wife, I remember I, I, some of the things I should have said was this. I noticed you did this and this. That means everything to us. And that goes back to our husbands. We can say that to, to you as well. You sacrificed everything for our family. And so that's a new communication skill that we don't think about as well. And so when we look at the past and, and we hate it, we can't, I can't believe I did it. Well, next time it happens, here's what I'm going to say. And now we're planning for the future. Does that make sense? It does. It does make sense. It's not too late to say those no, things. No, never, right? never. It doesn't matter how late. many, 99 years could go by. 
you could still say it because it still means something. It's that awareness of the person who is everything to you. And, yeah. and sometimes we put all that effort into random people in our lives, whether they're employees or something, we, we treat them amazing and we go home and you know what I mean? <laughs> so yeah. our, our, we have to, that responsibility and that focus on our values really comes, comes down to it. It's a real shame. It's like, we, as, especially as entrepreneurs, we get so driven in business, right? And we're like so dedicated to figure these things <laughs> out. Like yeah. whatever, man, I'll figure it out. I'll just go do it, right? But then the people often we love the most are the ones that are like suffering. We're not, we don't, we're not pursuing that same drive or for drive for excellence at home as much as we are in our business. And it's a real shame. And I've seen many marriages, unfortunately, fail because one's so driven in business, but man, everything's neglected at home. And I often tell my wife, or I've mentioned this probably not often enough, but I'll say, you know what, if it meant me, us just giving up all this and me flipping burgers at McDonald's for us to just be a family and make it right, it's worth it. Right. And none of this is worth it if the family's not together and operating well. Yeah, it's the balance, Whitney, right? It's the balance. And, and I, I struggle with that at this moment in my time because I, I, like, am I doing too much? Am I, am I spending enough time with the kids? And it's a constant. And I know my husband goes through that as well. Am I, am I working too much? I have to, you're trying to run a business. You have people working for you. So you're trying to make sure that's all going well. And then you're going home and trying to, and try to run a family. And you're like juggling. It's a juggling act that you're trying to figure out. And every few months, it's different because the kids change. <laughs> they grow up a little bit. It's like, oh, a new person in the house. What is, what's happening? Yeah. But it's this balancing act that we're trying to figure out. And I just want to put it out there that we're all trying to figure it out. We, we see these people. I've, people have told me this straight out. Well, you have it all together. I'm like, oh, my gosh, I am figuring it out just like you are. My husband's figuring it out just like everyone out there. And I think that's important to know because sometimes we feel like we can't live up to other people. Well, they're above me. I can't know. We are all struggling just like everyone else. And that's really my message is we're responsible. We're trying to be responsible. We're trying to be responsible for our thinking, for the words we use, because a lot of times we're exhausted as moms and we just say things that are we do not mean but we're responsible for them still. We're responsible for our actions, especially for, for our marriage. I mean, that's a big deal. If we're if our marriage is struggling, that's something to talk about. That's something to say, okay, where do I, where is my marriage right now? And where is it supposed to be? What are the obstacles? What what do I have to either maybe get rid of, stop doing? Because our focus, if we don't have a good marriage or a healthy family life at home, the business can be awesome. But when we come home, and it's not a happy home. What's the point? That's such a good point. It's just not going to matter, right? No. It just, it, money does not, you can't buy yourself happiness. No. Everybody's heard that, but we don't always <laughs> right. believe it, I'm afraid. Sure. Uh, but it's so true. It's such a good point, Julia. I, I, I'm going to move to a few final questions. And, and I want you to apply these to yourself and, the, and as the spouse and the mother and supporting your entrepreneurial husband, right? Or spouse in business, but what are some of the most important metrics that, that you track? I look where he is right now, because a lot of the times in, in the entrepreneur world, <laughs> things are changing constantly. <laughs> he hired a new person. Now he's going to be, I know he's going to be a little bit busier. And we try to balance that as best we can. But at the same time, I have to also know that he's running a business. And so if that's the case, you know what? 
let me take care of this for you. I can see you're struggling with this. This is something that I can handle. I don't know real estate, but I do know a lot of other things. So I can help him out with as much as I can. And I have older kids, which also can help him out. Daddy needs help today. Let's go to, to the office, bring him lunch. And, and I think that's important too, is that awareness of where each other is in the moment. I remember back when my kids were little babies, again, our communication wasn't there. And, and, he, and he, he's talked about this. He's like, I really wish I helped you more with the little babies. And I know he, and so a lot of us, we take on resentment because of what our spouse didn't do back then. You said something before about your, you wish you had done some. And I think that actually helps heal the resentment when the spouse is aware of, I know I'm, I'm sidetracking, but, <laughs> but it goes to where we are now. And I think our past can help us for now. And I see where my husband is in the business and I know he has certain tasks and I know he's going to be busy certain times. When we go out to dinner, he usually puts his phone in my bag because he doesn't want to answer it. But sometimes I'll peek. I'm like, oh, someone's calling you. And I'm like, you know what? It's Jake. Why don't you get it? You know what I'm saying? And, and, I, and I know that I want to be supportive. I mess up many times where he is. I want to help out as much as I can. And if I know where that is in the moment, then I can help him and support him. But me nagging at him, he's not home on time. Me nagging at him that he's doing too much work, which I do. <laughs> I have to say, I do. I'm not perfect. I'm so far from it. I have to say, oh my gosh, sorry for nagging you. I've been hard on you. Because again, if your communication is there, my husband can go to work and succeed mm. because he doesn't have to worry about our relationship because we're, we're being worked on. I hope that answered your question. I, no, I know it's I, good. I said, uh, it's, I back to it's all amazing stuff. I hope the listeners are taken home, taken to heart. I'm grateful that you're doing that now. Uh, how can the listeners get in touch with you or learn more about you and your books? Yeah. I, if you go to jakeandgino.com, um, slash coloring pages. There's information on there. There's even printout for the coloring pages, which is cool. Amazon has the book and I'll give you a link for a free PDF as well. And, and viewers can just download that and, and get the free PDF. And I, I love when people send me their stories, when they contact me on email, juliabarbaro at gmail.com. I would love to get in touch with you. Thank you for being with us again today. I hope that you have learned a lot from the show. Don't forget to like and subscribe. I hope you're telling your friends about the Real Estate Syndication Show and how they can also build wealth in real estate. You can also go to lifebridgecapital.com and start investing today.